I definitely hope so because I, 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 I've hit record. We're hot. We in this. Pop up. We hungry. Okay, I gotta turn you up. Me? Yeah. Ooh, wowie, wowie. Zoom, Let's zoom. Make sure this is, is your bike even on, dog? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah there, there we go. Yeah, I'm just not like. You do I need to get, get really friendly. up in you there? You gotta get friendly with it. I okay. Like the cartoon Vin with the big head sticking Oh, on my cup? <laughs> with his bicep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, it, it, can you tell he's holding like a wrench? No. Wait, let me see. You gotta look closely. Yeah, yeah. He's holding that's like accurate, a socket though. wrench. Do you want to look? Yeah, you want to look at the cup? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you're holding my cup, do you want to regale the listeners with some of the other stickers I have on it? Yeah, so for the listener, it's a yellow, like, thermos-type cup. And yeah, it's a, like, hot drink, cold drink-friendly thing. So if, like, in the winter you want to keep your drink uh, warm, it's it's thermally insulated for that. But if also, if you're, like, during the summer, if you're at the pool and you want to, like, keep the ice from melting... Uh, for a longer period of time it, it can manage that as well it just wants to keep it keeps the temperature of the contents of the cup at its temperature for longer and but it's covered in stickers got, and uh jake is going to describe some of these stickers and just the statistically uh you got about 15 percent dnd 20 percent fast and furious and i'd uh-huh. say uh probably 50 percent uh studio ghibli stickers yeah yeah, big Miyazaki. You got some um, Avatar, Airbender, Airbender. Yeah, That's... not not uh, James Cameron's. No, no, no. Oh, no. maybe you should throw a Navi on there. Uh, you know what? I think this cup is done. But uh, <laughs> for the, for the, the the summer's approaching, and this is like a summer thing well, I do for when I go to the pool. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to adorn a new cup with some new stickers. So I will keep some James Cameron in mind. We are gonna get a Vin Navi in the next movie, so we gotta see. Wow. Do we know he's gonna be a Navi? or is he gonna be i don't know if that's been i think he's playing a navi you think i so? think because he did mocap shit with it so i think he is gonna be a navi i mean there's possibility but... that he's gonna be a different culture on the planet that would be interesting that would be mm. interesting i mean i'm excited to see him in a cameron him and cameron collab would be yeah. interesting but yeah jake tell some of these tell the people about some of the stickers i have on this cup uh you got the pokemon with the big tongue mm-hmm. licky tongue yeah you got uh you got the fire guy from uh, Howl's Moving Castle. The fire, the the creature Billy that Crystal? is fire. Yeah, the Billy Crystal <laughs> the Billy fire. Crystal fire. He creature. has his. Uh, he's hanging on a log, and he has his uh, two eggs and his uh, griddle. He's or cooking yeah. gr- uh, a breakfast on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Kiki, I that scene. Kiki, and the delivery, uh, the delivery girl. Yeah, yeah delivery, delivery girl. Yeah. You got My favorite Miyazaki movie. You got Ponyo, uh, the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. type character. I love that movie's fantastic. Uh, I mean, I gotta tell you, while I was like uh, cultivating stickers for this this cup, mm-hmm. I was in like, I like kind of discovered Miyazaki that cool. that month. Yeah, so I was like in a real big Miyazaki. Uh, Phase. Uh, Spirited Away is my personal favorite, but I love all. I think they all have something worth of value. They've all got charm. I, yeah. I, I can. I see how Spirited Away is probably his best movie, but I just really felt Kiki's was delightful. Kiki's is great. It's what There's, I needed at I, the time. I see. I feel like any any answer is valid if you say this is my favorite Miyazaki. I you could say literally any of the movies. Pom Poco. Sure. Pom Poco? Raccoons with uh, parachute balls. Is that a Pom Poco? Is that a movie? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, don't think that's it's a that one, it's a group of raccoons that 
are able to fly by using their like that might be gooch. a Ghibli movie, but I don't know if that's a Miyazaki. Oh, um, well, it could that's be. A good point. If yeah. not, then Howl's Moving Castle is probably mine. How's I like Turniped. I hey, who doesn't? Porker also. I like I like, I like Boy Wizard with old man disguise. It's very funny. Porker also. That's a character. Good. The, the age shit really in like. Howl's Moving Castle was really fascinating. The aging stuff mm-hmm. that was really cool. Oh, they did a really good job. Castle of Castle like, in the Sky is a really good like fantasy. I still story. not seen that one yet. Oh really? I know. Castle I, in the Sky is still, really great. Even though I went through like that month phase of like really getting into some Miyazaki's, I've there's still like a handful I still need to see. I have almost all of them if you ever want to borrow one. I yeah, I have a lot of the DVDs too. Maybe maybe we should do like a little Miyazaki episode on this on this show. This is the plot for cats cars, <laughs> not a podcast about discussing my cup. It is a exhaustive look at the Fast and Furious film franchise where uh, we are currently going through the Vin Diesel filmography. Uh, yeah, this is it. I'm uh, I'm Sean. I'm one of the the hosts. Uh, we have two persistent podcasters. It's Sam and I. Hello, hello. And we also have Welcome. the smooth talker, our producer Jake. Vroom vroom. What's up, boys? Oh, we're doing a show and, and ladies we're discussing another cup. Uh, before we oh shit, I kicked the table. Uh, before we Bad get done, uh, we do have a too fast, too furious sticker on here. Yes. It's the poster from Too Fast Too Furious. You also have the, one of my favorite the Fast Four. You got the Fast Four sticker right before they're about to jump uh, off of the fast, car. That's Fast, fast five. five. Fast Five yeah, fast into the dam. I, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you missed. There's an Appa. There's uh, uh, the Hardly Knower, another podcast I'm on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of stickers on this cup. Anyway, today we, uh, we watched Babylon AD. Boom. A movie no one remembers. Yes. What? Not a big 2008 during market. the housing market crash. This was in 2008. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can you can tell you can tell that it was from 2008 because you can tell there were some budget cuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is very yeah. They, it's weird. I assumed this was based on some sort of comic book, but it's actually based on like a, a French book series. Which a book very book. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, I can tell. I can tell you why this movie got made. Is Please, because Children of Men came out a couple years prior. That was a really popular. Yeah, movie, you drew the comparison epic. a few times during. There's a ton. There's the there's the mercenary guy who has to protect the pregnant woman. Uh, and Spoiler: she's sort the, of... the woman's pregnant. Oh, before we... they don't yeah, make don't it clear get... until like the <laughs> last act. It, it's it does feel like something that's tacked on for sure. But these books are written prior to Children of Men, so I guess. Somebody said, give me something. Fox was like, we need like a Children of Men type movie. What do we have like in the script pile yeah, that is sort of. What, what tickles that itch. Also, Blade Runner-ish is popular. So they're like, Cer- certainly in the, the visual aspect. For uh, sure. It draws a lot from the imagery of Blade Runner. But I feel like it takes too long to get to the interesting visual stuff. I feel like that's like the last half hour. The first hour is all very like desolate like well we're in ugly. russia yeah yeah but like not visually yeah, not now visually want to see now is definitely eyes. a time i want to get into a place where we just discuss russia russia a virus war torn war yeah war nothing is i mean they're kind of spot on because this is technically in the future at the like, time this movie was created during 2020. Are we getting into general thoughts yeah. right now, or do you think we should... Uh, Let's backpedal. Let's yeah. backpedal a bit. Producer, Let's reverse. what do you think? What do you want to talk about first? Let's reverse it up. Steer us. Get, get us in a good... All right, get us in a I'm good driving lane. backwards. You're and I'm parking. 
into the Bel Air territory. Ah, I think you know where we're going. Yeah, we can movies. And there's a big rock in the middle of the driveway. Speaking of the rock, not our not, rock. Not, not the rock you're going to think about. Yes. But uh, I will say that. Can, can I tell you my story? I found out about this current event going on right now. Uh, like yeah, I think we should all events. go around the table and talk about what we were doing when uh, we heard about the slap heard around the world. I was not watching the <laughs> Oscars, which the Fast and Furious movies have not been nominated for, unfortunately. Yes, as a ten, movie though, podcast, we feel one. like we should at least discuss this briefly. Uh, ten should be the first one nominated for an Oscar. But I was not watching. I was at a concert Sunday night, so I was not all viewing my TV. I was enjoying live music. And after the concert, I checked my phone because I was trying to get a lift, and lift price is too expensive, so I had to chill out for a bit. Uh, I was scrolling Twitter, and I saw people were talking about Will Smith and The Rock, which I assume was The Rock because mm, I saw it abbreviated as Rock, and it said something Will Smith hit Rock. So I didn't even know it was a slap. I saw Will Smith hit Rock. So I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Uh, I didn't think it was even on camera. I thought maybe it was something that Did happened. Did you think it was a car accident? Story. Like he hit, ran into a rock? No, because he said like physically hit. Oh, the, gotcha. The tweet I read was something. I don't remember the exact tweet, but it was something like, he was physically hit Plymouth and tripped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, I was like, huh, that's weird. Will Smith would try to pick a fight with The Rock. This seems like a size differential. I don't think he would have. If, if The Rock had made the joke, well, he's also bald. So that would kind of be like, Look, I'm. Come on, I'm doing the yeah, joke. I, yeah. If it was if it was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I doubt Smith would have stepped. No, I no he would not have at all. I don't. That, think, I can guarantee you that if it was the Rock saying it, he would not have gotten up there. I don't even think he could reach him. Right? He said Chris Rock is just not out of the realm of me hitting. He probably was. He probably ran a quick calculation. and Was like. Yeah, I can pull this. I'm more famous than Chris Rock. I can, I can do He's this. He's A, more famous, B, <laughs> like a foot taller. Yeah. What was weird was that when I finally watched the clip, there's a, like, weird gap where he goes up there where you're like, what is going on? Like, it, it's too far away to where it's not, like, instantaneous where it's, like, he runs. He, he didn't, like, run up there. He, like, strode up there. Like, yeah. he wasn't, like... He was very like methodical with it. It was very eerie. Also. Yeah, it was in. You could see even like, if you see the clip, you could see Chris like calculating. Like he's like, "What's this guy gonna do?" He probably thought, "Oh, he's coming up here to riff with me or something." He's gonna like, that. like do a bit. Yeah, yeah. As like I mean, grab the mic for two minutes. And Chris do, like, Rock a is a stand-up, and Will Smith is a comedic actor. You would think like Chris was probably expecting him to try to do like riffs and bits mm-hmm. it, maybe it would have been aggressive but it was going to be more of a verbal conversation he said i could take a punch verbally he was thinking no nah. i could take he wasn't well thinking. we found out he could take a punch physically <laughs> he did a great too. job he kept it kept it going i mean no. he did take like <laughs> all you know what ali himself yeah i think i believe uh i saw a uh I saw a uh, interview from the like the head producer of the, the the Oscars this year. Talked about an interview. The first thing Chris said, uh, coming off stage, the producer's like, "He's he was like the head producer was like, yo, was that a? Um, he didn't even know if it was. He was a like, bit. was that a bit or <laughs> did you guys plan that? No, he literally said, was that a bit or did he hit you? And Chris said, no, I took a hit from Muhammad Ali. <laughs> so even yeah. in the moment, Chris was like still doing jokes oh yeah well that's his that's his like instinct mode like he was well, he's probably a true comedian. Yeah, yeah yeah but i feel like it, it was odd because like if he was really pissed off he would have punched him but Chris? i feel like 
Huh. Chris? No, no, no. Will. Oh. I'm saying when Will Will got up there, like a slap, I feel like is like a it's insulting for us. I think it's supposed to be more insulting than physically punishing. Exactly. I don't think he was trying to like beat the shit out of him, but but he wanted to like show him up like he wanted Bop. to embarrass him. I, yeah, he wanted to embarrass him, I think, which more than anything. Ultimately he embarrassed himself. But. Well, he's getting he got he withdrew from the academy and he's having projects put on hold. But the funny part was the uh stand-up community's reaction where they're like, This was like 9-11 for stand-up comedians. They think that That's it's gonna be like extreme. a trend they think it's gonna be like a trend of like we're all gonna get attacked now. Like, and it's like I think you guys need to like, calm, calm down, down a bit. I don't think hey, calm down. <laughs> yeah, even think... Chris is like, guys, I don't want to be a big thing. Yeah, but they're like, if Will Smith did that to me, I'd beat the shit out of him. Blah, 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 blah. Honestly, like... I gotta applaud. Like, say what you will, I think the joke was kind of even lame. It wasn't that Very funny. Lame. It was a I thirty-year-old joke. If I if I heard it, it would be like an endearing joke. Like, like that's how I took it. Because he goes, "I love you, GI Jaden too. Can't wait to see it." That there is nothing mean about that. Because first of all, Demi Moore hot as hell with the bald head. Jada Pinkett Smith, yeah, the whole also hot. The, with bald the movie head. is all about how she's strong. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's also yeah, it's just a very it's, light it's the joke. tamest joke. I understand. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised in five years. Jada Pinkett Smith, GI Jane too. Now the studios are talking. They're, They're talking. They've probably called there. I understand. Uh, how I'm on the side of people that are like, it's very disrespectful. She has a disease. I'm on that side too. I think Chris probably should have made the joke. Whether or not he knew about the alopecia is he claims he doesn't. It's the, it's up for discussion, but I don't think physical confrontation after, after a, uh, what was clearly meant to be a lighthearted joke. Was I don't. It, I don't think physically assaulting someone is no. the answer ever. But, but was was uh, Chris Rock didn't? I mean, was that a was that an improv joke or was that one that the yeah. script was writers? A, no, yeah, the that producer was Chris no. Rock came up. The producer with? said gotcha. he clear. He said he had jo- like they had jokes written for Chris. But I also I was listening to a different podcast where uh, the host knows a lot of people that have written for Oscars, Oscars in the past, and they've worked with Chris in the past, and they're like. Chris usually just does his own stuff. He just riffs. Oh. So Chris didn't even write that joke. He just said that on the spot. Yeah, he was just doing crowd work. Exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Which is they do that every Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the, like the producer even said we had jokes written for Chris. They were ready on the prompter. He was riffing for a bit, which it's Chris Rocks. We let him do. I really don't believe Chris if he knew would it just seems so out of character for will smith it just seems not like, really well i mean i think he's listening. going through a lot of shit right now like mentally like i think i mean sure but the thing with his wife i think he had a bunch of boiled down stuff and he doesn't really show it in public because you don't see him really get well he has to keep he is like yeah. the fun guy persona and i like. think but in public she volunteers that she's cheating on, on right him. yeah yeah, we well, we think with maybe her son's friend, Jada, which is a whole other thing. Jada has mind. a little bit more control because I've read, and this is all speculative. This so isn't a Hollywood not, podcast, but we are going to spend gonna some speculate, time this week. But I've heard that Jada was the one that got him into Scientology, so that's a big, 
thing and they she's the one that wanted the open marriage and you go watch red table talk on facebook if you want to get into all that the entanglement yeah there's, there's she volunteered the information that she fucked her son's friend yeah that alone is a lot well she's trying to get the energy points in scientology the protons or whatever the thetans yeah well she probably rearranged will's thetans from the oscar she made him she I mean, yamped she, him up she got, she got his beans all entangled <laughs> frankly yeah yeah i don't know there's a lot going on here more more so there's, there's different way worse aspects. things going on in the I world i think three white guys don't need to be like the absolute arbiters of this discussion no from what I could tell, Jada's really pulling some strings here. Will should not have reacted in such a physically violent manner. And sure. Chris did, I think, a great job of maintaining composure. You yeah. can see, like, in, like, uh, the, like, at this point, this is, like, the most talked about thing in Hollywood this week. Uh, as he's being slapped, someone, like, freeze-framed the footage, and you can see... Like, there's a split second as he's being slapped. He has a Chris, fist. Chris, like, has, like, a fist drawn, ready to, like, strike back. Right. Not with the slap, but with, like, full closed fist, like, ready to deck the fuck out of Will. Yeah. And, like, he had the composure to, like, within a split second be like, I need to deck this guy. Dude, no, I'm on live television. I need to maintain. I'm presenting right now. It's going to take away from everyone else's like achievements tonight. I just need to keep my cool. I, I will say, though, after all the heaviness of the past couple of years, the fact that we can just kind of like talk about this as like a cultural moment where it's relatively harmless in the end. I think that like it's nice to be able to talk about something like this as a opposed got, to like yeah a dude got slapped and was able war. to make jokes <laughs> yeah. seconds after yeah yeah like that we can like like people are trying to make this into like a really bigger issue than I think it actually is I mean this is probably the equivalent of um when Kanye West went on and grabbed Taylor Swift's yeah a lot spotlight. of people are staring into that yeah it's, like basically think, just a huge Oh, it's, it's just, just really a rude egotistical, moment. yeah. For sure. And if I could play like armchair countrywide psychologist, I think we just need something this like it's like this dramatic but like innocuous, like not severe. At the end of the day, low scale drama to talk about because guys, we're exhausted as a country with all like the drama. As a world. And we just need something that's like it was like actually a- inconsequential to kind of be like yeah, but this, but no, but that. Sure. And it's just like something to discuss. Like it's not lancing like, like a boil or something like that. Like yeah, just, we just, just like, But that's why it's so big, I think, is because it is so minor that people feel like they can kind yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's a thing we can kind of discuss. Uh, it has not... nothing to do with like religion or like politics yeah. or any of that. It's very, it's say that. This is Scientology. This is very like, this is American culture. You know, like it, when people think, well, what's American culture? Fucking Hollywood movie stars and like the Oscars. Everyone, a lot of people, it's like religion to them. They love watching they had the Oscars. Lowest rating Oscars last year, and this is something that this helped. Will yeah. help them become more in the, the cultural conversation. He's getting slapped next year because the movies are not doing it. Yeah, for them. I mean, <laughs> honestly, frankly, we as Americans, we need to talk about something American side rather than a president of Volodymyr Lazinski. <laughs> for a minute yeah it's like okay ukraine that's too depressing we need to talk about fucking hollywood for a week for sure 
Yeah, it, it was not. I, I'm just super glad they were talking about anything else besides that. Yeah, and COVID seems to be winding down. Hopefully, not COVID. Eh, but, it's not. But <laughs> it's here to stay. I'm pretty sure. Well, now I'm not saying getting rid of entirely, but oh yeah, as yeah, a danger any, to our lives. Hopefully not. Well, no, I think uh, the danger to our lives of of COVID is just gonna be like it's gonna like have its peaks and valleys. Like any, I get it's gonna be like the cold, but more deadly. Now everybody has to just get we're just a d- flu shot and a COVID shot now. It's fine. It's going to be the it. same. <laughs> Not a problem with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, it's just it. the future now. Honestly, I, I, as of recently, I guess, I don't know if I want to say come to terms with, but I'm like, yeah, COVID is probably going to be a thing forever. Mm, I'm just scared of shots. So, Are you? Really? I hate shots. Really? I yeah. just feel like they're not that bad. I just look away for a second. I always ask the nurse if I can hold their hand. Oh, that's kind of sweet. They don't, but uh, <laughs> they not. No, I had like uh, I had a couple like middle aged men give me my shot. Oh yeah, no, I mean hand. yeah, these the, most of them because I've gotten what three shots, two of them were dudes. Yeah, but if you get scared, you still hold their hand. No, they let me hold their hand. Okay, That's good. <laughs> anyway, Babylon AD. <laughs> Yeah, switching over. Yeah, I think after Stop 20 minutes, we should probably talk about the movie. All right, so hold on. Let me get the car. I'm reversing out of Bel Air. Thank, thanks, producer We're going Josh. to Russia now, right? We're going back. <laughs> cool. We're going Long back Korea. in time to 2020. Dystopian 2020. Is this, different is this meant to take place in 2020? Yes. They did a good job capturing it. <laughs> I mean, kind of did, yeah. Not far. What was the deal? Okay, we're going to get to when we get to that part of the movie. But there, there's something <laughs> that's brought up, but is never explained further than the premise of it being brought. Well, there's a couple of things, but there's one thing in particular. But yeah, let's start. Uh, starts out uh, in media res, in the middle of uh, a, a, some chaos going on in New York City. We zoom in from Earth into Manhattan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The very yeah. beginning. Yeah. Some uh, the only voiceover. Yeah, well, you think it would could have ended with a VO uh, or throughout the I mean, movie? I don't like I don't like when a movie does voiceover the one time. I think that's a very bizarre choice. Have you yeah. noticed though? Like most of the movies that Vin has been in, it always a lot of them start out with a narration, like a lot of them do. Riddick, um, Riddick for sure. Uh, Knock around guys, even though he wasn't the one talking, but. It was uh, uh, the one that sure. we, the one boiler that we, room. Yes, I, I, it was. Uh, yes, the one that we Casey just. Affleck. That has a couple of you. Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, same guy. Yeah, no, yeah. I've never but, seen him in the same room. Strays, so. <laughs> Strays did it. Yeah, Vin does a lot of you and Strays. He does a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's fine. I just wish that like he. Had if you're kept gonna it do it, do movie. it. Yeah, I don't like it when it's for like. One moment of exposition. I feel like I, I could have done with a twinge more noir. I feel like this movie needed a little bit more uh, style because it's not really that stylized. Really. It really is. It really doesn't know what it wants to be either. Yeah, it's kind of scattershot. It, it it is sci-fi, but like not really. Like it's and not, not really till the end. Anything. Yeah, it, it's it's it doesn't really nail down like a genre. Not it doesn't really. do a good job telling us kind of anything and you have michelle yo and you're not giving her she is way nothing too wasted in this movie she doesn't get shit to do 
I and I think her and Vin for the little like I think they're pretty good together. Okay. Like I think they're like fine. But can we get not, into it? The material's not there. Can yeah, we, absolutely. Can we discuss the Michelle Yeoh of it all? Sure. All right. <laughs> uh, this is gonna. Re- I'm honestly just kind of kind of impact what I don't like about this movie and what I would do to correct it from like its core. Yeah. Here's how we correct that. I think. So the movie is about Vin has to go. Uh, escort Michelle Yeoh and uh, I don't remember Aurora Aurora is the character's name I don't remember the actress's name so I'm going to refer to her as a character name and I'm going to refer to Michelle Yeoh and Vin as their uh, what was Michelle Yeoh's character's name Rebecca I I don't care I'm going to call her Michelle Uh, (laughs) sorry that's just I'm going to do it that's fine Uh, not going to call it two rop no absolutely not the worst (laughs) two rop Rop, yeah. the absolute worst name Vin's been given in a movie. Absolutely, I completely agree. <laughs> I'll call him Groot for the whole episode before I call him Two Rop again. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie's about uh, Vin has to go uh, he's deliver. A yeah, he's a mercenary, I guess. He has to deliver Aurora from one place to another, and uh, along the journey, obviously, I guess uh, Michelle Yeoh is her caretaker. She's giving the entire time too. Great. That's a good foundation. At one point, there's one scene that leads or, or hints towards uh, Vin and Aurora being re- maybe romantically involved. And yeah, there's sexual tension. There, there's one scene right. that like alludes to a sexual tension. And it's never touched upon again. No. And it was never brought up beforehand. So that was very like jarring. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. And it's obviously Michelle Yeoh has a like a motherly attitude towards this girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. She raised her in mm-hmm. this convent. They're like nuns, apparently. Yeah, what's the, but, what's like, the deal cult with that religion? Nuns, that's like a separate cult it, of nuns. But a corporation know. too. It doesn't do a good job. They of called her CEO. Yeah. The head of the it, church was a CEO, but what were they selling? Religion? This this movie <laughs> does a real bad job on world building. For yeah, like barely touched upon. Like, it's a big corporation, but it's not a really they're cult because they call them a cult. But they're the girl was supposed to be like their Christ figure that well, was gonna they, legitimize their religion. They used a scientist to create a uh, scientifically induced uh, immaculate creation, yes, obviously, like the Christ story. And like they wanted to prove the, the immaculate conception, thus making their religion right ro- the, or cult become a recognized religion it's a whole it's very convoluted they barely get into the backstory they could honestly if who was the guy that hired vin i would have appreciated you know what usually i do not like 15 (laughs) more minutes of movie but in this time i would have loved 15 more minutes that explained any of this bullshit well the back 30 minutes is so rushed it feels like the last act oh, yeah. is like you could do a whole movie out of the last yeah. act of the movie. So it's I, not explained. I was reading. Um, um, can I fit? Can yeah, I yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I think this will this will uh, give like a good backdrop for like my complaint for the whole movie. So I don't like that. Like they kind of it for one scene make a Vin and Aurora kind of sexual tension. I would have much more preferred if. We had throughout this journey, Vin and Michelle have a more budding relationship. 
a little bit of a romance throughout their like conflict of like wanting to like handle the mission thus their relationship differently and like as the story goes on they kind of see more eye to eye they get into fights together they have each other's back and they become more of a parental figure like yes. more of a found family which is a big theme for Vin for the Aurora the like their their mission yeah. but as they go on through these missions as these this adventure they become more of parental figures, not only towards Aurora, but more of a couple like involved together in mm-hmm. raising. But unfortunately, it's Hollywood, and uh, they want Vin with the younger woman and not the older woman. <laughs> Even though plot wise, I agree with you, Sean. Structurally, it makes way more sense for him and Michelle Yeoh to be involved than. Uh, well, Aurora. also, I mean, like it, when we come into the third act, to find we find out that the antagonist i guess is the the mom yeah but also like the dad's ends up being i guess good but also weird Uh, and sketchy yeah i don't know if his intentions were on the up and up but he does he dies protecting her which i think is somewhat noble like resurrects vin so it's like i guess he's doing good but yeah, the whole like, Vin, the, the psych out of, because Vin at the beginning of the movie says, this is when I die. And then, but you don't know, he's only dead for two hours also, before they bring it back to life. if you guys came into this episode and didn't want spoilers, then why are you listening to this? Like, watch the movie before. No, nah, yeah. I we doubt. tell, we, you, you can easily find out what we're going to cover. Read the Wikipedia for this one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Don't, yeah, don't even really watch it. The fact that, like, really. the parents are, like, like, such a big, like, part of the ending where one is straight the antagonist the other yes. is like a weird he has his figure. own intentions yeah, yeah. Like, the fact that that's the case and then like the michelle yo and vin uh escorting the mcguffin character throughout the whole movie the fact that like it's her parents that are like antagonists or sketchy having her found family be Vin and Michelle Yeoh, I think that thematically makes a lot more sense. And they also introduced the schizophrenia thing, which I think is really weird to like, and and obviously you can have characters that have schizophrenia. That's fine. But it is so like, not a part of the movie really. And that just explaining her freak outs is like, schizophrenia which like that's a real medical condition that people have i I don't think and schizophrenia isn't just that like people freak out (laughs) like that's not what that is but like you gotta excise that from the plot right does nothing for it you can just explain that as that's part of her mystical powers or whatever you don't have to like diagnose her with a medical condition to like like, an actual (laughs) medical condition that actual people have that like a lot of people have a stigma towards schizophrenia too yeah it's not it's it's kind of gross to like portray it that way yeah, yeah no i i agree <laughs> it's kind of very odd <laughs> but uh yeah in like i think from like a visual aspect it's just an ugly movie like it's not like it's very gray and there's you know i know it's most of the movies in russia slash like eastern like uh like upper west europe or yeah. i mean uh asia so it's not like a very like vibrant part but when we get to new york city i feel like it gets a little bit more visually like interesting wait it's very they, they very much borrow the visuals of like blade runner big screens holograms every building like has holograms up in yeah there. yeah absolutely that coke should we but talk about else, the coca-cola product placement the, uh, the, <laughs> yes. the, yeah coca-cola 
product placement was. Uh, I think this is the most I've ever seen Coca-Cola represented <laughs> in film. Very odd for them to choose Babylon AD to like slap. I guess Babylon AD, the producers from Babylon AD went up to the Coca-Cola people and were like, how often do you want your name in this movie? Do you just want to make a two-hour Coke ad? And they're yeah. like, yeah, we don't care what this movie is. If we could just slap Coca-Cola on everything. Yeah, in this, this is where like this is the one time they chose to really push hard. I don't think I've hard. ever seen Coca-Cola as represented in this fucking It must uh, have been a hell of a pitch. And, they must and have I, got Dodge Draper. I like the idea, like, in dystopian, in dystopian society, like, I try to get the idea that, like, major companies are basically going to become conglomerates where they have more power like yes like you got the airplane that has coke zero that's on straight it. out of blade runner that's frankly straight out. Yeah. yeah i don't think this like actually just like showed uh dystopians like i think new york is, was shown pretty close to what it is now frankly i assume russia's kind of like as it was shown now yeah i mean have you seen the news well yeah i i that the the fact that okay, so when the movie opens, it opens in New York with the flash forward from the towards the end of the movie. Yeah. So I assume like when we York. pick up with Vin at the very at the real beginning of the movie, I assume that was in New York, and then we find out it's somewhere in Asia. It, it is somewhere because he's been exiled from America. Yeah. He's had his passport revoked. I think is that a lot of his motivation? He's going to get paid, and he's going to be able to go back to America. He wants home. Like it's it's very similar to Fast Six, where yeah. he wants to get home. He very, to his like, so stupid much so, house. He like <laughs> he says like all I need is the ad- he says the address to his like <laughs> which is straight up from Fast yeah. Cedar Grove, upstate New York, twenty seven Cedar Grove. <laughs> <laughs> And I, for, I, I, you know, it pains me to admit I forget the address of fourteen seventy eight or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, listeners, feel Cody, free. I know you're screaming. Please right now. tweet at us. We know we're sorry. Maybe they're neighbors. Well, one's in L.A. and the other one is in upstate New York. Oh, so I, I, I highly <laughs> doubt that they're neighbors. Uh, yeah. So I guess we'll get into basically the, the beginning because that's kind of where we're at. So we're yeah. in Russia. Uh, we got music playing on the entrance of him coming in. RZA Terrible is hip-hop. doing the music on this, I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry, RZA. The song at the beginning was not good. Yeah, I was trying to make it. <laughs> and then you got... Uh, also, like, I think they were they made Russia look really grody. Um, but I guess, like, he has he can't be in, like, a nice city, I guess. Like, because I would have... I mean... Or is Russia you could definitely just... tell He's in exile, so he's got to be yes. in a hellhole. Yeah. yeah, so... You have to give him a reason to want to get back to I mean, America. Yeah, and these guys were handing out guns like apples at an apple market. Straight up, there's, like, a guy with a cart of guns, like, hey, have a gun, have a gun. Yeah, like, I think, Sam, you said, you said as we were watching the movie... Or oh, for those of us, we watched this together right before the record. Uh, there was a, a guy that approached Vin with an Uzi as if he was trying to, like, pawn off a mixtape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He Just wasn't even holding it like a gun. He was holding it like... Hey, take yeah. take, take, the, take the Uzi. Come on. He wasn't even holding it by the handle. Um, yeah, so... We got. We come here. You can just tell it's very well, I mean, dilapidated. Probably, if you're gonna try and sell a gun, honestly, it's probably not good to like hold it by the handle and trigger. That might be perceived as threatening. You want to kind of hold it in a way that's like, "Hey, I, I, I can not easily shoot you right now with this." Right. Well, I would shoot it in the air. Like, be like, "Hey, it works." You know. They do. Well, do for that listeners, later. we don't condone shooting guns in the air because uh, bullets. I mean, I mean, I'd say half this budget of this movie went on guns. There's a shitload. A lot of guns. guns. In this movie. A lot of people. 
people get shot in this movie too. Um, <laughs> Very uh, frequently. Um, so so then he ends up getting he ends up getting the door kicked into his house as he's trying to have a nice meal. Which, he's a cook, which is odd. He, I I really appreciate the, uh, the 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 scene of him cooking. I think it was like rabbit. It's, a, it's actually nice character detail that this guy but he enjoys was like cooking. He was cooking like he was like he like chopped up some onions. He like he was pouring a little bit of vino in there for some flavor. Yeah, like my man was like Gordon Ramsay in this shit. Yeah, and then he has a, his glass of wine, and then he realizes he knows before they bust that there's going to be an explosion because he braces himself, protects the well, food. All, yeah, they, that's my favorite character moment in the entire movie is when he like puts himself over the food because like he like worked hard to make it. Yeah, he cares. There's something you, you know that there's something that this guy cares about, which shows you that he has the capacity to care. It's a nice. I will say, I will give this movie credit. It's a nice character detail that like you know that this guy's not like a complete robot. Like he has like a humanity this. to him. This is a complaint of mine, though. Is I would have liked to have seen more like more moments of him cooking. Right. There's a there's a throwaway line where Michelle Yeoh's like, "Oh, you never had a woman take care of you." I, I would have loved that to like He's rap. Saying, I like to cook or something like that. No, I would have loved that to be like he could have like he should have been cooking like he's at like they're in their tent. They like he could have had like a little like uh like little kerosene little uh, like camp thing like kerosene stove situation where he has like basic rations but he like pulls out some seasoning and oh, he's like actually like Twigs ma- or something. yeah like yeah. he's like he's pull, like breaking apart some like basil leaves yeah, that he found yeah. or some shit and i don't know what's gonna like, grow naturally in like the, the I, snow maybe he brought like a little thing of spices but so, like that would have been like a, a good, spice like, bag like an uh, opportunity for a character moment so like this is the thing he cares about yeah like, or he likes cooking uh you know what would have been good is like when they're in that like uh in new york and they're in that hotel room they should have had food in the place, and then while they're sitting together, he's, like, cooking the food, and then when he gets the call, and he's, like, trying to decide what to do, like, the food burns. Wow, yeah. Well, also, you could have had, like, you know. Can I add on that? I like that as a, like, character mode, too, because he'd be, like, pissed that, like, his food's getting burnt, because he's, it's, like. But he doesn't care about it. He cares about the girl more yeah, than, like, the food. Yeah, he forgets the food. That's also, that's all, it's yeah. even better. It's not a bad scene. But, like, before that, I would have loved to, like, she goes, oh, there's no food in here. That's that's a waste of time. There could be a scene where like he finds like actual like good food in the fridge. Like he like gets excited, like, oh, this is like a good cut of meat. Oh, instead of nothing being in the fridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could have had like take an extra minute or two for some character development, and like he opens the fridge. There's like, oh, this is like a really good cut of chicken. This is a really good cut. Or of pork. he wants to open. He wants to be a chef when he's done with this. That would have been great. He's a- like, I will actually become a chef. What like, I'm he's like, I would like. I don't want to be a mer- like. I never rather, wanted to be a mercenary. Rather, I got farm? drafted into this shit. Wait, hold on. I'll just edit it. It's fine. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, he could start a restaurant. Like that would have been such like a good like yeah. character narrative for him. Like rather than, like a farm, which is cool. I get that, but like I would really love to have seen like more character moments. Like he wants to start a restaurant. Like he could, his family could have had a restaurant. He wants to like go back and restart that. Could have been great. The last scene is him like in a kitchen with like two kids running around the kitchen. He's like, "Hey, come back here, come back here." Yeah, like yeah, like he got to get like. He he got something for the journey, like he he got something out of it. Yeah, yeah. and I just really I think that's such a good like 
I think that's always a good way to like have like a character like this, like even though he's like tough and rumble, blah blah blah, have him have a passion that's like not necessarily thought of as like hyper masculine, like being sure like, yeah, a passion for cooking. I think is like a great one. Yeah, I I wonder if that was like something that Ving came up with or something in the script or uh, I don't know that like they played around with and mm-hmm. just like cut for time because that's not- that feels like it could be a book detail too, like some. So I was reading on IMDb, and take that with a grain of salt, but they said, the director said that, like, the the people that were paying for it, I think is Fox or whoever, um, they cut a lot of some of the spending, and they also, like, kind of controlled a lot of the scene and uh, stuff like that. So that's what the director said. He said, he said it was like a movie for like the movie 24 hours or something it was like this is like an episode of a bad episode of 24 or something oh wow he's not doesn't sign off on the movie then. yeah like he saying. wasn't yeah he was pretty upset by it. it this guy also directed gothica too by the way I, I that's a it. weird movie yeah that's nothing like he, that. he's, he's, he's like a french like, i would have like liked this director. movie to be more weird yeah for sure that's they had, gothica like, is a very it's an interesting movie. It had the opportunity to do that, and I liked some of the settings that they're in. Like, I liked the cool like underground party area that they were at. Like, that had some cool stuff to it. I loved the fucking um, the submarine scene. I actually really like that scene too. I yeah. think that's a really like. It shows like the desperation the struggle the sh- like how difficult this world is yeah like yeah. the like disparity in the world like i'm all about the, like that stuff made sense for me it was just like it seemed to like shortcut a lot for it sure like yeah and like spend more time on those pivotal moments like them and her like not wanting to like her trying to stop the submarine like spend more time in that area spend more time um, I love the snowmobile scenes with the explosions and the drones. That's a pretty good action scene. That's yeah, fine. Um, yes, also, it's PG thirteen, so they were limited in that too. Like, did you I notice there were like they were really pushing there were the no boundaries there were no scene. headshots. They blew people's heads off like three times, and you never saw them actually I get gunned down. Was confused down. when he killed the rival dude at the beginning. I was like, did he just? Knock him uh, with the, the gun. The gunshot was even very him? quiet too, yeah, right? Like, like it. They say that he died, he killed him, but I was like, oh, he killed him. I thought he just knocked him out with the butt of the gun. Yeah. Like it's not clear the editing or whatever the directing choice was. It just wasn't clear. I imagine it was, it was honestly like a studio choice to. It, why was from the, what it sounds like? What was up with the guy who had so much prosthetics on his face? The like dude that hires Vin, and it's just like we're not brought back to that at all. He's just like a. I messenger he's just, he's just meant to look gross he's just like a russian mob guy that the church hired I, I, essentially sure it is some sort of oligarch just a weird like a military he was a like yeah. ping one up his face and like make it like grotesque i think they just wanted to look gross honestly. sure i don't yeah. think it was like i think there's like let's make the the russian oligarch guy look like sure gross. yeah i love the tank limousine they were in that was actually a really cool detail too. That that set design that was I really interesting. liked. I liked that a lot. Yeah. I, I wish we had more like kind of like little like twists of things like that. That like, hey, we're gonna have a little fun with like semi futuristic, interesting. Yeah. And again, I mean, we've already talked about plot holes and like sometimes people can do a really good job with like showing and not telling or you know like show don't tell. 
but like a lot of it like why did that guy in the cage when we let's fast forward there to the cage yeah, yeah, like and he was just like <laughs> touching her face we, and honestly, stuff at like this point, i think we are just jumping around like why yeah, was he fine. the one that like felt some some connection like i think it was just meant to like showcase her power set maybe that like she but like wouldn't more people be gravitated not just like that one guy and he was like not even close to her for most of it like he was behind a cage and then nobody else like felt anything for that woman you know it was i i think they did a real poor job like they're trying to do like a bait and switch showing us that she was in danger but he was actually trying to protect her Sort they of like, did not do a good job, like even hinting at that. <laughs> yeah, I thought. yeah, no, yeah, it, it's just really weird. And I feel like you had a really cool. And I mean, the fight is fine. I mean, it's the fight choreography in this movie. I feel like is serviceable, but it doesn't do anything. Like, I, it's too. The cuts are too quick to where it doesn't show a fight. Like you, have Michelle Yeoh, who was in arguably the best action movie, like the best one fight of the best fighting of all movie. Time. Yeah. yeah. Like, she got very little to do. Honestly, no, like what am yeah. I my biggest complaint is they gave her way too less to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she should have at least once like kicked a bunch of dudes' asses like to save Vin at some point. Like her just kick the shit yeah. out of people to be like, oh, that's why she doesn't need a gun. And well, yeah, that, that was like, so that's, anticlimactic. That's exactly what when her scene where she's Ugh. like, Oh, I've never touched a gun. I was so pissed off. I was ho- I was expecting that we were gonna get a scene where like it showed why she would never need a gun because she's so like like uh capable like hand to hand right but we never got that and like, and why not, get michelle yo if you're not gonna like get yeah that? like give her a whole scene where she's taking on like five six dudes by herself and just destroying them just like completely without um barely any oh effort and that brings it, me to another thing sean i fucking hate like the, like it just doesn't make sense why did they save vin who got blown into smithereens and she just got a shot and and she was like that pissed me off too. Like why couldn't you just grab her too? Like she yeah, like saved would, your daughter. Why would like, Aurora want to save her? Like why wouldn't she want to save the woman the that looked after her, her whole yeah. life? Like why would she just send those guys to retrieve Vin? Yeah, retrieve that, Vin that and not was her. So dumb. They died literally minutes apart. Like why? Why couldn't you save her? You can't walk a couple like half a block up to grab her body. Yeah, like that was. That doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, Jake, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was going to get to that too. That was the thing that upset me most of this movie is like how dirty Michelle Yeoh is. Yeah, and it's not clean cut. There's so many plot holes. Like, I know I said not to do this, but jump into the end. Please do. Where where is the zealot? Why the wife, the zealot wife that Did like she die in childbirth? No, 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 no. I'm uh, saying, I'm saying the evil, the, CEO lady. the evil oh, CEO lady. Yeah, like, like there was literally they no, didn't kill her, no so conclusion to they're her. still she gonna kill this guy. The... And then that was the last scene with her, right? Yeah. Yeah. What she said? Because some... she was trying to get her. She, she was trying to get her goons, and then that was the end of it. I guess she was like, I guess I don't need our messiah anymore. Okay, this movie's bad. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was thinking, she was thinking, sucks. well, I, I wonder if his original, because there is a director's cut, which we didn't. Well, we watched the theatrical cut. But I wonder if there's like an extra scene of like some sort of closure there, maybe? I don't know. Maybe not. But it does feel like the studio went in and was like, chop, 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 chop. Let's get this to an hour and a half and get it out the door and. Like it's, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Also, with this one. yeah, couldn't this they have like saved? Because they, because well, they, I'm, I'm assuming they wanted her to basically present her to the world and 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 then show like scientific data, like look, she had a miraculous birth, blah blah yeah. blah. I get that. So why didn't Vin just have sex with her and then be like, oh, yeah, the kids lie. are mine? I don't like that. 
like that. Well, that would make more sense than I'm. That would have saved the conception. Or do an immaculate <laughs> abortion. Just kill the babies and then. <laughs> an immaculate abortion. <laughs> episode That's title. Episode title. <laughs> Where's the Babylon AD episode? <laughs> immaculate abortion. No, we talk about we talk about immaculate abortion. This episode <laughs> we talk about that. We talk about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. <laughs> <sighs> and we haven't even gotten to Mark Strong, who's completely wasted, oh, yeah. a more talented okay. actor that is given a very thankless role. He's the mercenary, right? The, that yeah. helps him for the a little bit. Yeah. He guy. gets them on the sub. Yeah, and then keeps hangs out with him for a little bit. I guess he wants to grab the girl too. Eventually, he's he's kind of backstab then because Vin is like, I don't trust this guy at all. Well, he <laughs> I don't even think it was like a backstab situation. I think it was more of a like pragmatic thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, guys, we're in the drone zone. Uh, they're, they have big missiles. We got to get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, why are you trying to save Vin? Like, we're all going to get I'll blown get you up. guys out. Yeah. But yeah. we got to move. We got to leave his ass It was behind. more of, like, a self-preservation. At least the way I, like, I viewed it when I was watching. It was like, we watched together. But my perception was... It, he was trying to just. He was out of self preservation. Not. Uh, like, I didn't have to wave the gun. I mean, show but if I you're like that if, was a little. If you're that heartless, intense. though, like you should have just killed Vin and not give him another choice. Like I think like, he was trying done. to. I think he was. Why was he trying to shoot Michelle Yeoh first <laughs> to get out of there? To just grab the girl. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know what mercenaries think. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. You don't trust them. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. That was. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. That. But yeah, his, his character. A lot really of this much. movie doesn't make any fucking sense. Let's be honest. Let's be clear. Mm, no. This is probably the most honestly. We didn't get we've into the religion a... at all. They barely dive the into the whole religion. Into it. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is the movie doesn't that you introduce a new relig like a new world religion, and we don't know anything about it. Honestly, like it's Christianity adjacent, maybe. I guess. Honestly, this is wild for Michelle me. Michelle doesn't even talk about it. Was it a like? Do you think they were trying to like compare it to like Scientology or something? Because Scientology has kind of like CEO maybe, and it's very business. We literally, right? they literally don't dive into the religion like at, at all. all. This is like the first <laughs> time I'm ever, I've ever said this, like made this complaint about a movie on this podcast. I wish this movie like gave us like another 15, 20 minutes to explain some of this shit. I never want movies to be longer. Yeah. Well, especially because sure. it's so important. Like, think about Riddick. Like, you didn't need to know too much about the Furians. No, you didn't you know, need it. to know I'll, much about Riddick, that. Riddick gives you the time. You're like, Riddick will go into it. it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You You're gave, like, you okay, Riddick, me, we get it. But, but you gave me exactly the amount I need to understand what the fuck's happening. Yeah. Great, let's go. This movie, I'm like... Why the fuck? What I need to fuck? know why. Why, why, why is it such a big deal? Upset? Why do they care about this? Like, I and it so could have been questions. saved. It could have been like in a dystopian world, religion brings people together. You could have easily said like, by uniting everyone, we will have control sure, of the world. That would be great. But like, or have like a sect of their religion like helping them out like secretly yeah, or anything. something like that, or like maybe five. a scene where they go to another church. A five or minute scene. We don't that, even like, get inside the church. They don't even go inside the church. Vin shows up at Vince. the church. Shows up at the doorstep. At the doorstep, at the and they don't even go inside. They don't even go inside the church to see it. They come back to him. He's, yeah. like, he's waiting at the fucking car. Like we haven't chauffeur. even talked about and then the you car are, in the bag. The and then you end up finding out that the neolites they ended up uh, they ended up blowing up their own convent. Like that was her that blew them up because the I Russian dude, the Russian guy. I mean, I guess we can't believe him, but he was like, "I'm not a terrorist. I wouldn't do that." 
So I was like, okay, so then it was the other antagonist. But wait, 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 wait. So the head of the church, why would she blow up the con to get on public? Opinions. Oh, because get, I oh, think I she was trying saying. to swing the story, but she, like she wanted sympathies from the public. They didn't do a good job of connecting does it. No job. <laughs> like I had to put that together that. in my head. Yeah, uh, and it no, took a while. Yeah. <laughs> because like what she was trying to do is set it up for like, oh, they just destroyed this, and then one person lived. The woman who also has a miraculous, like the Messiah. Yeah, their Messiah. But like you didn't spend enough time. They're setting her up to be their Messiah. Yeah, but you did. We should have had more scenes of the the evil woman. explaining her plot and. Shit. That is an interesting uh, idea to like genetically engineer a miracle. Like I think that yeah, is a you a could do a lot of interesting uh, stuff. With the that. journey from Russia to America that is a cool idea. Like by the Bering Strait and shit. Like that concept it's is unique. Dope. Yeah, it's certainly not like. I mean, unfortunately, Children of Men came out right before <laughs> this, and it is literally a guy helping a pregnant woman who who is like a Virgin Mary figure. To a safe zone. Okay, like, I okay. And... For context, I don't know this movie. <laughs> Children of Men. Yeah. Can you give me like a, a elevator pitch on what this movie is about? So humanity basically becomes infertile. Okay. And it's been twenty years, and the last child is assassinated, and it's like a public. It reignites people's like mortality because they have like this. They call him like Baby Joey or something like that. He's the youngest human on the planet. He's like twenty five. He dies. And so they kind of reignites. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but basically Julianne Moore enlists Clive Owen to help. It's a woman and a guy to enlist, to help. He's like a mercenary that helps escort this pregnant woman to a safe zone where they can publicly give birth. And it's a big deal because she's the first pregnant woman in like 30 years. Okay. So it, it's essentially Clive Owen, and it's a dystopia. It's very, and it's the near future, like Babylon AD. Yeah, you can so draw a ton of comparisons. Like I was thinking, like this is exact, like almost the exact plot of Babylon AD, but you change the, I mean, the exact plot of Children of Men, but you change a couple of stuff around. I feel it like that like is definitely like a production company ploy. Because For sure. like, cause like they did it with like Armageddon with Deep Impact, like they uh, I absolutely surfs think, up in Happy Feet. I absolutely mm-hmm. think 20th Century Fox saw the success of Children of Men and was like, "We need a Children of Men type. Find a script that's somewhat similar and we'll greenlight it. Let's just get it going. You know, let's just you know, let's get something just kind of similar. like make like an easy quick buck, right? And also, Julianne yeah. Moore is like the protector figure, and she dies. In that movie as well, like Michelle Yeoh, like like Michelle Yeoh, she sacrifices herself to like help the journey along. I hate off-scene deaths too, especially of a main character. Like, come on, which happened here? Like, we Uh, are to assume that she's going to die. Pot farmer in it, which is kind of cool. Hell yeah, yeah. But Clive Owen, I mean, I that's what this movie. Children of Men is a hundred percent better than Babylon D. I highly recommend people seek out that movie if you haven't seen it, but. Uh, it's really good, but um, yeah, it's just yeah, and also the Blade Runner stuff. I mean, it's kind of similar. Oh, what was with the car with the magnet? Can we talk about that for a minute? What the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, why didn't they just drop him off? At the... Why didn't he just drive to the monastery? Well, I mean, it's in Mongolia. Take a plane and get a rental car. We know airspace, <laughs> maybe <laughs> airspace or something. Why, why does he have to travel by giant uh, magnet of, carrying of a all, car? Of all, thi- of all things to be upset about this movie, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let that it's, one slide. I, I will say it's an interesting it, detail. It, it's a bit of flavor, and I'm cool with it. <laughs> There's so many plot failures in this movie that I would rather complain about. I'm gonna let the the 
car magnet slide. Yeah, literally. All right, so just explain if you didn't watch the movie. There's a helicopter that drops off a car on a magnet and then gets in the car and the helicopter pulls the it it flies Vin to the monastery and drops him off. He's in the car, not in the helicopter. That's yeah, yeah, being pulled naps. by a giant magnet. Yeah. So if I'm the guess- map is. I hated the iPad map that he has like a paper map in his oh, yeah. trunk that Weird is like a touch screen. Yeah. Choice. Yeah. Yeah, it was very much a uh, <laughs> fifteen years ago technology thing where they mm-hmm. they were very bad about like predicting what the technology would be in like ten years. Yeah, yeah. there's not a single cell phone. I think, a big TV that doesn't turn off. Come on, <laughs> that was fine. I was like, what? Remember, I was remember just... she's like, shut it off, and it's like it doesn't turn off. Just change the channel. <laughs> I always I always find it very funny when like movies and television try to like predict like what like basic technology will be in 10 years yeah. it's always like wildly off but like motherfucker the iphone that we had in 2008 was just as good as that fucking map and it's more portable you know yeah like, they had, just stick they with had the technology yeah when the movie was shot it's so that because... that's like that's like the wildest thing like why would we have dumber technology who blew up the train station was that was the, I assume clear. that was the CEO. I, uh, of the sure. Yeah. I, I think it's that fucking lady, man. I think it was like all her. Like, yeah, this movie does a real shit job of like, and they try to make it be the father. Like they try to make it look like the father is the bad they? guy. I don't even, I didn't even get that. They were very gentle too about like giving the girl back and shit. Like, remember they just like, let her walk, which I think if those guys were willing to lay their life on the line for her, they wouldn't have just let her go. Back yeah, to no. Vic. Yeah. This movie they, did a, it this, showed that they were willing to get shot for her. Yeah. It really did a real bad job of, like, explaining to us who is bad, who is good. What's the narrative? Like, it was this, honestly, this movie's bad. Her I, power sets were never explained. That's, either. yeah. She had powers, well, She I had the guess. twin pa- She didn't have powers. The twins. Was that what sure. was happening? <laughs> yeah, because remember, they're, like, they're growing. They're, they are getting stronger. But she, she did have an ability. Like, she... She had some skills. She spoke 19 languages. Yeah, she, she died in childbirth? That was not clear either. Yeah, we don't know if she they died did, in childbirth. They, they didn't make that clear. We assume she did, because wouldn't she be there at the end? Well, wouldn't she? Did she die? Why wouldn't they show that? Yeah, they could have yeah. just done a C-section. And... This movie fucking sucks. Or Vin could have just said a line like, your mother would have wanted, or like something. something yeah, any end. sort of stupid exposition. Yeah, I hate this movie. This movie's. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. It's one of the low ones, but I, I think there's some interesting. It stuff could have it. been good, honestly. For sure, I think that there's so much potential for this movie to be real good and interesting. And then they just make every wrong decision. Vince possible. doing his best performance wise. I feel like oh, he's yeah, no, he's, he's not phoning it in. Like I feel not like at he's all, giving no. a good performance. In he, it. I don't think Vince ever phoned it in. He's, no, no. Not at all. No, him and Michelle Yeoh did a good job. I think uh, it made me want. We were talking about during the movie. We should. She should show up. I was. Oh yeah. Movie. Honestly, oh, yeah. I I want another shot at like a, a Vin and Michelle two hander where they do an adventure together. I think they had good chemistry. I think it's topical that I think it's a shame that like this movie's so bad mm-hmm. and that like the script doesn't allow them to have more time to shine together because I thought they played off each other really fucking well. And the bad guy never meets the heroes, which is you have exactly. to have a scene where yeah. she does like a mustache twirling villain speech to Vin, Michelle Yeoh, and the girl. Like there should have been a scene where they confront her, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. To God, like say, you've been the one that's so been trying to kill us this whole time? Bad. This movie's yeah. so bad. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. The uh, script is awful. It's just cool that, like, we have a Michelle Yeoh in a movie when she has a movie about to come out that everything all at once. It's kind of cool that, that, like, yeah, I want to see it too, but, like, Do you guys want to see it cool. together? I'll go see it. I'll go see it. When's yeah. it coming out? This month, I think. Oh, shit. Sure, Maybe right. it's out. Do you want to do a special side episode where we talk about that? Talk about it. We can talk about the next episode. Because, okay, yeah. I mean, let's go see it together. uh, Report back. And then report back. And this movie did such a poor job giving her, Michelle, anything to do. This podcast is going to try to make up for it by seeing a movie she's starring in, and we'll talk about that. Putting our money in her pocket. (laughs) We're going to pay her as penance for seeing this movie. (laughs) We'll call it Yo Penance. That's the (laughs) title. But yeah, overall, this movie is bad. It's not good. No. It's just, it's scattershot. It it has no idea what it wants to be. It's just Mm -mm. incoherent. Vin, Vin did his best. He he certainly didn't like. I got apl- I honestly got to applaud him for like doing his best with what he was given. Mm-hmm. Same for Michelle. The uh, other actors, I also feel like did what they could with the material. This is just like incoherent. I'll say I didn't like the actress playing Aurora. <laughs> I'll say I did not like her. So, I'll say it. I didn't care for her performance. So just so just reading some of the trivia here. Uh, Please. According to the director, so Vin Diesel was astounded at how much the film had been shortened. Oh, um, that's interesting. Having just completed production for Fast and Furious, he had not seen a cut of the film in six months. He joked, am I even in the movie anymore or am I on the cutting room floor? So Damn. Uh, interesting. It, this is, you know what? This is an interesting look because Sean, right yes, after this, he'll have way more creative control in those projects. I think he will this get is a the, say. This, I think this is the last thing where he's like not a producer, not a producer, not a. He's just a hired hand for this movie. This, I think, this is the last time he is just a hired hand because you get four, five, six this in a the, row. Yeah, he doesn't do have, any other have, movies until after that. And I, I apologize. Yeah, it's four, five, six, uh, and then Guardians. Yeah. Guardians and Riddick, yeah. Are the film takes heavily uh, involved with Riddick. For sure. The film takes place in 2058. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay. Where so did 2020 farther. come from? I don't know. I think I was watching another dystopian movie. Oh, I was watching uh, Blade Runner uh, 2049. Really, yeah. And A lot of shit goes down in 2029. We, we've already movie. drawn the comparisons to, to Blade Runner. For this. Yeah, my bad. I think Blade Runner 2049 is a really good movie. Never seen and it. And so, yeah, it's so really a lot good. of our complaints has to do with uh fox because even here the movie got almost no promotion due to a feud between the director and 20th century fox the promotion isn't i don't think the problem the, pro- uh, the problem is the movie well and they cut the runtime down to 93 minutes it, it reported what? that 70 minutes were cut holy shit so like I, well, half that the makes, movie was that cut. makes a lot of I, sense i would like to see what those 70 minutes are cut I bet there's a decent movie yeah, in that but, 70 minutes. But the director said the director said he claims dogs here and pet dog. He claims that the director claims that it it was actually closer to 15 minutes. The 15 minutes he wanted, Sean, probably is what was needed. Sure. That's never gonna come out. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine there's a uh, director's cut available. But the fact that like the director's like, yeah, there's what he said, 15 minutes that. That's probably the 15 minutes I wanted, frankly. Probably towards I, the end I, of the movie. Honestly, it, that doesn't surprise me. I, I got to imagine the director cut 
would have been way better than was presented. I, mm-hmm. I I was I was blaming the studio from the get go for most of it, though. I I think uh, unless the director kept Michelle Yeoh alive for the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If he made that choice to keep her alive, then I'm a hundred percent in his camp. But uh, thanks. Love. Yeah, it looks like he didn't even want um, Vin to even be in the movie. Whoa. The director, yeah. Okay, so this is probably just like a rough shoot for everyone then. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Odd. Yeah, why? Vin's, Vin's good in this, I think. I think so, too. He did a good job. I think he's doing exactly what this movie needs of him. He showed up, baby. He fits the role. It's fine. Hey, who it's do fine. you want more? Uh, you can plug and play. I mean, you can plug any action star in there, and it, it, it would work. But I think Vin does a really I, – I think he does a good job. Yeah, he did exactly what this movie needed of him, I think. I had no idea. I I, I, I remember seeing – because we were at studio when this came out, so I remember it being in – like we had it for like a week, maybe two weeks. It wasn't in the theater very long. But Dude. I always thought that it was more of – a futuristic like it had more sci-fi i thought it was more of a sci-fi because babylon ad sounds like it a sounds sci-fi heavy hella. yeah but it's really not um should we do you guys want to guess box office i have the numbers yeah i didn't look it up this this time um uh, do you want a u.s total what what do you want me to guess I Where are we have, going for? um let me see what number this is opening week or total i think it's just gross but let me just check out yeah you gotta you you, what are you wanting us to guess let me find out what um what number this is i'm pulling up the box office website yeah no you're good this is worldwide i have domestic and worldwide if you would like Uh, i'd like to do domestic uh okay so total domestic what is the total domestic do you want to go first you want to go first yeah. Can I give you the budget? Would you like the budget for the movie? Yeah, give Would me the budget. You? Yeah, give me yeah. the budget. Uh, the budget for the movie was between 60 and 70 million. Not super high, but... 67 million budget. Uh, I'm thinking the gross was 45 mil. Domestic? I'm going to uh, say 50 mil. You guys both overshot it. 22 million. Wow! Yikes. That's, that's total. Which well, that's what's world? World seventy two million. It made a little bit more overseas. Wow. But barely made budget overseas. It barely but... made its budget. Probably just twentieth century. Probably just saw it as like a yeah. Which I think a that, nothing happened. That, that, that could very much explain why. Like after this, this is why like Vin went back to fast for was not a big hit. Pacifier more of a hit than yeah. this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pacifier better movie. I wonder mm-hmm. if he's doing. Maybe he was decided to do Babylon so he could get the money for like Riddick or something like one of his passion projects or something. I don't know why he. Ex- We'd have to ask Vin. I don't know why he accepted the role. Uh, I mean, I think this is at the time where he was like kind of like he just wants to do like different things. Sure, this is very much in his like non-franchise. I'm just gonna like take on different roles. It's definitely a different project than he's done. Like yeah. it's definitely a different. Kind uh, of- yeah, he plays a piece of shit kind of at the beginning. You know, he plays like an asshole. Sure. That 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 could be you could I guess you could argue that for most. He said I did a courtroom. Now I want to do like a more of a serious. I'm wants, sure I'm sure that was labeled as more serious in the script than yeah. it comes off in the movie. Like more of a you know adult adultish fair. 
which is fine, which is good for him. But... And it's high concept, too. He likes exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, he likes a high concept. Yeah, yeah, he got his paycheck. He did a good job in it. I yeah, mean... he, he really gave it his all. I, I definitely felt that mm-hmm. through his performance. But just on, at the end of the day, I think it's a lot of factors. I think more than anything, the studio torture shreds. I mean, from what you said earlier... The uh, there was like another seventy minutes of material that were cut. It's crazy. Like, like, <laughs> who knows what that could have been? That could have answered all the questions we had. Like, could completely change the movie. Oh yeah, it could have. All of our complaints probably were addressed in those seventy minutes. Between like the what the fuck's going on with the the mom and the cult and like the dad and the, it probably answered most of that, but. Who knows? Maybe it could have been seven minutes of bullshit. <laughs> could have been. They don't really like release that, I don't think. Well, I think we've exhausted our. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I want to talk about uh, something Plus. else. Oh, maybe. No, I want to talk about the show Lando. What about Lando? Yeah, you guys know about this? No. No. Uh, television show, Disney Plus. Lando. That follows Lando. Yeah. Who's Lando? Who plays Lando? Lando Carizian? Yeah, no, this. but who plays him? Uh, I believe Don Glover is going to be reprising. Oh, that's cool. I, 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 I saw this. What's up? I did not hear about this. Yeah, uh, well, you know about like the Disney, like Disney Plus is doing all these shows. Yes. Like they're going to do like all these Star Wars and all these sure. Marvel shows. Uh, they, they announced they're going to do a Lando show. I'm sure Don Glover will be paid handsomely for it. Well, apparently he is going to be like the main guy. But I, I heard that. I was like, I want to like run this by you guys. This is like the only place I can talk to people publicly. Sure, sure. Okay, so so Gulliver's gonna be the main person. In it. I think that's great. I love Dolan getting paid for acting role. Mm-hmm. He was one of the bright spots of Solo. He was the only bright spot of Solo. <laughs> no, okay, that's not true. I like the robot. I don't like what they did with it, but I thought he was great as Little Carusian. Yeah. So I'm happy to hear that. But I'm like, okay, Billy D's still around. I still want to see Billy D do some Lando shit. Do you? I do. <laughs> and hey, let me tell you how. Here's how I would do the Lando show. Each episode is, it starts with like Billy D sitting around like a campfire, a bar table, whatever. He's sitting around like a table. He's talking to people. Maybe one episode he's ta- sitting around like talking to a campfire with a, a young uh, Ben Solo. Another episode he's at a bar. He's talking to some ladies. And each episode it's like a uh, anthology kind of thing where each episode is him telling a story from his youth. I would dig that. And so the narration is Billy D. And then we go into the episode. Can I? Can I? Put a fun twist on this. Please do. He is over exaggerating when he tells the story. Sammy, and when he gets 100%. in the hundred <laughs> percent, that is exact. <laughs> that is exactly why I want this. Narrative. I'm glad we have this on wax in case Disney does this. We can. Be we like, can. It's like guys we talked about. We we talked predicted this. this. Yeah. Uh, I want. That's exactly why I want to talk I, about this on podcast. Is so. I posted a thing online, and this is so obvious that they were going to do this. But prior to the Boba Fett show going on air, I said they're gonna have a dumb scene where he pets a Rancor. I said, I said previous to the show airing, 
<laughs> and then when I retweeted it when that moment happened, I said, I called this shit. Call this, that's why I want like, to talk about pets, on the episode. That's a fucking great core on the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was Hell like, yeah. well, we're going to have the scene where he does But that. no, wouldn't that be perfect? It's like, so it's like Billy D telling yeah. tall tales. And so you can have exaggerated stories. Yes. So it's like he, you can't have fun. It's, but then it, we cut back to Donald Glover. It's not how it happened at like – it, it's it's not how it happened in reality, or there was like a twist to it. To where you can like have not, fun with it. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can have yeah. fun with it. it <laughs> some episodes it can like we can show Donald Glover doing like way out of the like uh, realm of possibility. Yeah. Some episodes will show it be more realistic. We mm-hmm. can have fun with that shit. I just think that'd be like an amazing way to do that show and like bring in all the characters, blah blah blah, and like it's an un uh, untrustworthy narrator. Yeah, because it's it's Lando telling these stories, and it's been like through his years. lens, mm-hmm. yeah. and he exaggerates that shit. Yeah, um, I think that would be really fucking fun. Could we also do one more thing in one episode? Uh, Lando goes sees his dad, and it's Danny Glover. Da- I would love that. Are you kidding but, me? But as Donald, it's what the yes, Donald it, meeting it's, Danny. it's what yeah. the people want. It's what the people thought back have in the day. Have you been watching Atlanta? Have you seen I this have new not season? seen the new season mm. yet. Okay, there's some interesting I have shit going not on. Yeah. Seen are, you, are you watching it yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, let's get Brian Tyree Henry and like Lakeith Stanfield and Zazie sure. Beats in the, the uh, Lando yeah. show. Why not? Fuck it, they're all friends. Fuck it, let's go it. Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, that's my take on the Lando show. Also, let Donald have a hand in the music. He's already like. Uh, Ludwig, uh, shit, I can't remember. I know he's a gar- Garçon. Go- Garçon or yeah. whatever his, uh, how to his, pronounce his, his European his producer, name. Yeah. Produced all of his music, including like, uh, Redbone, all like the most popular shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The guy that did all the Star Wars music produces music, so it's like. Yeah, no jizz. Let's get some Dan- D- <laughs> Donald Glover music. <laughs> well, yeah, I well, love Donald Glover's music Lando, is produced by the guy Lando that did like, yeah. Mando and hop yeah. in on a band like him, like walk like Ron Burgundy and Anchorman. Like, he, oh, like, plays a space plays flute, a space thing. Yeah, <laughs> like he gets behind the keyboards and like, but you want Donald Glover going up to like, yeah, the, yeah. like the cantina band, yeah, like singing a song. <laughs> like, he's drunk. And I he honestly would love, I would love nothing more Let than us like do the a Lando seat. Show. Yeah, honestly, you should. <laughs> Disney, give Disney, us a writing room. Listen to this. We're, we're talking about it here. We've thought about it. We've come up with the best possible incantation. Give us like a million, show. we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we're gonna have a scene like where true. where uh, Donald Glover as Lando gets up and like does like jazz flute for Max Rebo, a whole song, five minutes, like it's the it's, whole thing. Yeah, uninterrupted. It's one take, and then it goes to commercial. <laughs> right after he finishes. Yeah, watch who claps will. commercial. Check out the new uh, Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> commercial in the middle of a streaming thing yeah that would be great <laughs> well i think they are gonna put commercials in the streaming things Probably. i don't know anyway. we're, we're heading that way anyway that's cool also uh check out atlanta i've not seen it yet. i need to i need to watch the new season love me some atlanta but anyway we got uh riddick we closed out riddick yeah oh yeah that'll be fun we'll mm. try and get a guest for that one and then uh, Groot after that. We'll do our whole Groot episode. A whole ask. We're going to talk about all the movies Groot's in. Yeah. <laughs> We're specifically uh, Vin Diesel's performance as Groot. Well, yeah, obviously. But it's also, <laughs> he's Groot in uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 
Yes. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Wreck-It Ralph Avengers or whatever. Now, we want has you. a cameo. In... We want you, the listener, to watch all the movies with Groot. I'm we are not them. going I'm to. I'm going to. You're going to watch all the Groot content? Yeah, I'll watch them all. All right. Well, Sean and you will watch all the Groot <laughs> content. You guys are going to watch the other Groot material? Nah. I'm going to grow Good. a plant. John's actually going to grow a Groot. Honestly, okay. As, <laughs> as a podcast host, I'd rather... All the listeners go plant a tree somewhere. Yeah, go plant a tree. Take a picture of, of it. Mm-hmm. We'll send Tweet. you a sticker. Right, Wait, oh, Groot's alive. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> in, in the fake world, Groot is still alive. Yeah, he's he a fictional character. I, he, I was like, he dies in the first one. Like, oh, All he's right. a baby. Let's do quick plugs. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll do plugs. Go ahead, John. Good. You have the uh, most plugs. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm on Harley Nowhere. It's a podcast about sex, love, life, relationships, feet, genitals. And a bunch of other things. Um, we cover everything from having sex with cars to fan fiction about us <laughs> and <laughs> a number of different material. Both of my uh, co-hosts and producers are have been guests. I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so go check it out. Hell yeah. Uh, there's also a podcast that comes out biannually now yeah possibly. <laughs> once or twice a year uh, where the podcast professionals go and uh help people with their podcast passion projects who are also me and sean it's us yeah. and uh yeah that happens once in a while but we do have some episodes out if you haven't listened to them yet go ahead and slurp those up um, and then you can also catch me on Janderson underscore 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 on Instagram. He's pa- trying pause. to post more. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, are you trying to post more? I'm interested in posting he, more. He, yeah. he would like. To I post think more. you posted engagement photos. Yeah, was that you or uh, was that Lisa? I think I posted one, and I also added something to my story. Oh, it's Liz walking a dog. Ooh. Our dog. So he, and that'll he, be gone he, by he the did, time you he hear did this. Post. Yep. <laughs> he did post, and he's going to try and post more on top of that. So give him a follow. Hey. And while you're following Jake Anderson, you should check me out at Sam underscore uh, It's just my personal account. But you can follow us at Thank Pod for Cast on Instagram and Twitter, and that's where you'll find out about upcoming shows. And yeah. be really fun. And uh, hit us DM if you want a guest. We'll have you on. Just tell us if you want to be it's, on. It's easy as that. It's, it's, it's as simple as that, folks. Uh, and then that's it for me. That's plugs. All right. Bet. Final thoughts? I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it it's either. It's a stinker. This is arguably my least favorite. Worse than Strays? Mm. Okay, it's bad, but for different reasons. Yeah. Strays <laughs> was just, like, very self-indulgent, and yeah. it was Vince's first thing. So I kind of got to forgive him for that. This, I, I cannot blame him at all. No. He was just, like, getting a paycheck. Knowing that there was, like, an hour and a half cut out makes me think like there is a better version of this movie that vin thought he was signing up for happens to a lot of actors i think they just i think the 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 studio just gutted this thing out of to oblivion and removed anything that made it make sense because that's my complaint about this movie is it doesn't make doesn't make any fucking sense they told the editors we needed an hour and a half and they were like, Sh- we got you. It made it an hour and a half, but made it. Uh, uh, the most confusing, un- disjointed fucking story. The, the Mostly most dis- the last 30 yeah. minutes. 
I'm sure oh, when they were the first, uh, when they all were, of it feels like rushed. The first hour, well, I, I, I'll give it credit. I think the first like two thirds of the movie are fairly paced well. I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with like any of that. But yeah, the last half hour is just like whoa, 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 wait, wait. When they get to New York, and when they get to New York to the end of the movie, it's, it's way like, worse. Whoa, than. yeah, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> way worse than. But I think they cut stuff out throughout that would have made it made more mm-hmm. sense. But. It definitely shows the most in the like the last like 30, 40 minutes. So that's my take. Very bad because studio made him cut a bunch of out. Boom. Didn't like this movie. Uh, my favorite genre of movies is dystopian futuresque movies, and this did not do the justice of the, those kind of movies unfortunately it ha- it had it had the possibilities great idea great concept but did not uh did not produce well so yeah at least i got to hang out with you guys for an hour yeah if nothing else yeah oh we had a good time watching it i think i would have had a way worse time watching it alone we hung out for half an hour and then we've done a podcast that's about a half an hour boom oh i'm go. sorry an hour plus a half hour <laughs> And then another hour plus a half an hour. So that's a great three, four hours, right? Yeah, there you go. What do you think? What'd you like more? The hour and a half that was watching the movie or the hour and a half that was doing the show? Oh, man. Oh, definitely doing this. <laughs> Hell yeah. I Same. Uh, what, well, one question. Mm-hmm. What, what, what would you thank the pod for? Oh, I got gosh. three. I I have some. Uh, do you want me to start it? Yeah. Why don't you two go first, and I'll. Okay. Um. I would like to thank the pod for Coca Cola Zero Airlines. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. That's why I want to go first. Uh, hey, hey. That's mine. I'd like to thank Pod for claustrophobic cage match. Uh, Coca Cola. Uh, sponsors sponsoring dystopia. And digital paper map. I got one more. I go ahead, Sean. I want I want to thank the pod for uh, just citing an address as a reward for international heroism. <laughs> I will say the cage. Bring it back to the cage fight real quick before I get my thank pods. Comically small cage those guys were fighting mm-hmm. in. Not a cage match where you would think a traditional cage match like an octagon. Comically like a container, shipping container. And like a, a but when Vin was yeah. when Vin was fighting him, the girl was also in there. So think about like a closet size cage match. Small with three people the in there. Room, yeah. uh, about half the size of the studio. I like to thank Pod just for Michelle Yeoh in general. Uh, Hell yeah. The cool tank limousine was kind of cool. And uh, Magnet Car. Mm-hmm. Vigner, then we'll remember the Magnet Car in Fast 9. Yep. Bring it back. It's mm-hmm. a, we will get, I did we a movie return. with the we Magnet Car. We will return to the Magnet Car. <laughs> but most importantly, <laughs> thank, thank Pod, Pod for Cast Cars. cars. God, it's, it goes so much harder when we're in person. <laughs>